Good afternoon. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast brought to you by the Del Norte County Schools and Del Norte County Office of Education. My name is Jeff Harris, and I am the superintendent of schools for Del Norte County. And today we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about a relatively, I'm going to say new program uh, that we have called Long-Term Independent Study. So um, I'm going to take everybody back a little ways. Um, Let's just go back about four years ago, pre-COVID. Independent study, it used to be um, basically if you were gone five or more days, you could come in and you could ask for a packet of work. You would complete the packet of work, turn it in on uh, the student's first day back, Uh, The teacher of record would review the packet. They would assign a grade for the work that would all go into the system. And the student would receive attendance credit as if they were in school. If a student had to be gone for a longer period of time, up to a year, they could ask for independent study. And that's kind of the format. Um, But when COVID hit... The spring of 20, independent study packets were handed out, but nothing was done with them. When we rolled into the 2021 school year, independent study took a huge turn, was shifted a little bit more last year. um, And throughout all of the permutations of independent study, Um, We've had one person that's really been helping us to figure this out, and that person is with me here today. That's Angie Marshall. Angie is the principal of Mountain School and also our director of long-term independent study, or you'll hear us refer to it as LTIS. So welcome, Angie. Thank you for having me. So let's just talk a little bit about last year. Yes. That was a brand new world, wasn't it? It was. We everybody was learning. My teachers, the students, the parents. We were just discovering what long-term independent study could be. And um, by the end of the year, we were in a groove. And I think this year we are ready to start with students on Monday. Yeah. So, you know, last year, how many how many students were in long-term independent study last year? Last year we ended up with about thirty-five kids at the okay. end. We started out with about 100, right. and then as the school year progressed and um, parents and students realized that it wasn't going to work out for them or things changed in their lives, that they came back to school. Right. Um, but by the end, we had about 35. Well, and I think at the beginning of last year, too, what we had was we had a lot of, I'll say, PTSD over the previous year when we were on that kind of blended schedule of you come to school Monday, Wednesday, but not Tuesday, Thursday, Friday kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, last year, you had a lot of people that signed up, but then when um, physical distancing went away, when masks started to come off, especially January, February-ish, March-ish, mm-hmm. um, I think that's when we probably see, started to see a lot of folks just going back to their regular neighborhood school. We did. And we, you know, as we were going through it, they, you know, people were scared and we we make sure that we had that option okay. for them. But um they decided just that they needed to go back to in-person learning. Yep. Um, so that's how we kind of dwindled the numbers a little bit. Right, because, you know, teachers are phenomenal. And a lot of for mm-hmm. a lot of students, it's hard to learn if you're not sitting face-to-face with your teacher in a classroom or with your friends and peers. But for other students, they really like that distance kind of component, that ability to to work at home, to do their own thing. I mean, that was kind of a 
kind of a cool deal to be able to put together. It was. It opened up a lot of doors for students who really excelled at learning by themselves and having that initiative to go and do their schoolwork, you know, and do other things right. um, when you're Had younger. A lot of them going out to work and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot older ones, let me be clear. Yes, of course. <laughs> My younger ones, though, they mean they had the opportunity to, if their parents were super supportive, they could work with them and right. have that one-on-one help every day. And my teachers were phenomenal. They gave so much time to mm-hmm. the students because they could. Right. And we're looking forward to doing that again this year. Well, and... And really last year, if you remember the conversations we were having, um, because the state initially had said that every student this year was going to have to be uh, immunized for COVID, we were expecting to see another 100 or 200 or even up to 300 students wanting something instead of in-person school. Mm -hmm. Um, But we know that this year there are no mask mandates. There's no COVID vaccine mandate. There's no mandate to physically distance. Matter of fact, I think for the for the mental well-being of all of our site principals, which you are one of those two. Yes. There's no contact tracing. Yeah. Yes. I know, which was huge, right? Yes. Um, but that means that your enrollment this year was significantly less than we thought it would be. How many students do you have right now? Right now I have 35 and I I did not get um, high school last year, mm-hmm. but I'm now a TK-12 um, program. And so I'm handling the high school as well. So between my K-12, uh, I have about 35 right now. And mm-hmm. I know of um, others that are going to sign up soon. So Well, that's good. So um, 13 grade levels, 35 students, mm-hmm. and a few more on the way. And I think yeah. we've talked about it. You know, it's that, that 15 to no more than maybe 20 per teacher is kind of the sweet spot. It is. Yeah. So, so number one, let's talk about what LTIS is and what it's not. It's not a school. So that I think that was a big distinction that we made in the past when we were looking at what should it be? Should it be a school? Should it be a program? One of the reasons we chose not to have it be its own school was when you're a school, there are a lot of requirements. Um, uh, There are safety plans. Well, most of these students aren't on campus, yeah. it's independent study. Um, there are um, a variety of different plans that have to be done. There's reporting that has to be done. Um, we have to take attendance differently. I mean, it's just there's a lot of burden. But I think the thing that really kind of tripped us up the most was it actually removed students from the ability to interact with their friends and their peers in their home school. So we chose to make this a program so that wasn't a problem. So do you wanna explain a little bit what the, um, or describe rather, what the relationship is between a student in your program uh, is with their school of origin? Sure, so if you are one of my mountain students and you wanna go on long-term independent study, um, you can still participate in anything that we do at Mountain. So if you're in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade and you would like to go on a field trip or go to one of our dances or go um, do whatever it is we are doing, you can do that with us. We don't have sports at Mountain, so that would not be a good example. (laughs) But if you're at someplace else middle school that have sports, you can participate in sports, in clubs, and all those activities at lunch and after school. So 
all of those things are available to students who are in our program. So you are still a part of your homeschool. You are our, you are our long-term independent study student, but you are a part of your homeschool, and we wanted you to stay connected to that homeschool. Right. So that could be one of the ways that you do that. Well, because there were there was a lot of concern last year because people were. I think they wanted that connection, right? I mean, mm-hmm. for their children, whether it was just that that social piece or that, yes, I'm willing to do this at at home, but I want them to be able to do the field trip too, because you know that sometimes nothing beats a learning experience like that field trip. Yeah. So as a as a program, um, a parent's really not going to see any difference, like in a report card. They're, no, they're not really at all. not going to see any difference there. I mean, they can. When it comes time to go, I don't know if they're they're really young and it's pumpkin patch time, mm-hmm. they can just notify their principal that they're going to be coming to pumpkin patch and the principal works with the family to make that happen. Yeah. So um, so that's pretty cool. Now, you'd mentioned middle school. Is this work the same as the high school, right? Yes, it's the same. So um, you can you can take classes and enroll in long-term independent study classes and Dilnert High uh, classes. We do want to make sure that you are either doing um, four classes at Del Norte or four classes at our long-term independent study school so or program. So the majority of classes have to either be LTIS or Del Norte High. Right. Yeah. And you get the benefits of being a Del Norte High student and get to go to prom and you get to do sports and clubs and all that kind of CTE, stuff. CTE, foreign languages, exactly. they can do any of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So I, I like the program side of it. What what does a typical day look like? Because I know we went through different iterations, right? And mm-hmm. in the spring of 20, it was, here's your packet, do it if you want. Right. As we rolled into uh, 2021, it was more of a, here's your packet. And we were using all the new terms that everybody has now come to know. Mm-hmm. Synchronous, asynchronous, all that. Oh, yeah. Um, last year, it kind of got tweaked. What does a day look like this year? So depending on your grade level, it's going to look different. So Mm -hmm. if you're in K-5, our teachers are going to offer an SEL um, Zoom. And usually they did it in the morning. So when we talk about SEL Zoom, we're talking Mm -hmm. about kind of a kind of a check in. How are things going? Yeah. Yeah. This is one that they really um, love because it's that time where there's no academics things happening it's for them to get on the zoom to hang out with their friends to talk mm-hmm. to them um there's no you have to be muted and it's all quiet it's you know it's it's pretty chaotic i've yeah. i've been in them so um it's fun it's something that they really want to come to peer-to-peer interaction yep, yep exactly and they they need that so um they will have that opportunity they will also um, log into their classes on our program Ingenuity. So Ingenuity is set up where it just, whatever you're on, you just click into your class and it goes through what you need to do for the day. And so depending on your family's um, plans for the day, you could be have your SEL, then go do something and come back in the afternoon and start in your, your work. Um, so that schedule is kind of structured by the parents. Mm-hmm. We do offer a lot of things during that school day for the students. So that synchronous learning, the um, 
so office hours. In in case folks didn't do independent study last year, mm-hmm. synchronous learning is basically teacher led learning. Yes. Right v- through through the Zoom format. Yeah, it's that direct instruction. So they will look at concepts that the students need and they will highlight and they will have math workshops, writing workshops, um, ELA. So all of those things, they will be offered. Mm-hmm. And so they will have office hours. So if you need help logging in, if you need help, that happened in the beginning. Um, if you need help with anything, right. you know, you're struggling in a subject, they will help you. So that's kind of the K-5 realm. 6-8, um, they will also have an opportunity at least once a week to um, check in with their peers. And they do have some daily live interaction that they could do with their teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, they will log into Ingenuity whenever. So if they are, they like to sleep in, they're teenagers, they don't want to get started until 11. They can do their work and then... Well, don't sell it too hard. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing to point out. It's true. Yeah. Um, so then high school is kind of the same. So you can, you know, if you need to, if you have early morning classes at the high school, you can go there and you can go to work and then mm-hmm. do your work, your ingenuity work at night. Or if you would like to do it on the weekends. Um, we moved to course-based independent study. Mm-hmm. So all of the courses are aligned to um, anything that you would have in, in person. So everything is the same. Um, the high school's classes have aligned with Del Norte High classes. So mm-hmm. if you decide this isn't for you, you can streamline right back into in-person with that's very great. little. You know, I, well, and I think overlap. that's kind of the coolest part about it is it really kind of takes away the barriers in in some ways mm-hmm. of a school building wall, right? And what it allows us to do, and when you think about the high school, we've got about 900 uh, 9th through 12th graders, give mm-hmm. or take. And... How many are in the independent study program? Um, probably 15 about high 15. schoolers right now. Okay. So, you know, we think about that percentage, 15 that are looking at long-term independent study versus uh, the other, let's just say 885 mm-hmm. that, that are doing in person. And, you know, it's really interesting because I think that one of the reasons that we really saw the success at the high school was because we had a lot of high school kids that were doing the independent study who were now going to college classes. They were getting a job Um, or they were actually and last year, the high school's on a little bit of a different schedule. They were actually finishing high school early, Mm -hmm. you know, which was great for them if they wanted to, you know, go ahead and push further faster. Um, But, you know, I I think for high schoolers, it would be a little bit easier to kind of slide back into some of that with with cars, the ability to travel a bit. Middle school kids, it's a little bit more difficult to do that, but I still think having that option there mm-hmm. and still allowing them to connect because, again, they have they have access to athletics. They have access to dances. They have, a, a, you know, um, access to Saturday programs. And we're going to be rolling out a lot of things over the next couple of years, like the uh, outdoor education grant, the um, um, a lot of our CTE stuff. So I think it's going to be really cool to have all this done. Mm-hmm. So right now you've got three teachers. I do. And so not only are they coordinating with a grade span of kids, and what what, what are those grade spans? So we have TK2 mm-hmm. right now, 3-5 in high school, but we also have our TK2 teacher supporting our 6-8. So it just depends on our numbers. Okay. They're very flexible, the teachers are, and so they will pick up and mentor kids as needed depending on their other caseloads. So um, 
So, yeah, and, and not only are they coordinating with those caseloads, but as the students say, hey, you know what, I want to go to this, there's also that coordination with the homeschool. So there's yes. a lot of work that goes into this. Yes. Yeah. We have to be really great communicators and make sure that we know exactly what's happening at the other school so we can inform our kids. Yeah, no, so that that's huge. So when you say great communicators, I mean, there's a lot of conversation that happens with families, too, mm-hmm. right, throughout yes. this process. Yes. Yeah, They, my teachers have um, weekly check-ins with the families. Mm-hmm. Um, every three weeks, we're going to be evaluating work and making sure that we're on track, having those tiered re-engagement meetings to say, oh, maybe this isn't the right place for you and, and right. supporting them in any way that they that they can. My teachers will text, they will email, they will phone calls, any form of communication, Zooms, whatever it's convenient for the families mm-hmm. and the students is what they'll do. Well, that's great. Well, but you know, that, that does bring up something though, because independent study, I believe in EdCode, it actually says that to participate in independent study, a student must be able to do grade level work independently, mm-hmm. right? Hence the term independent study. Yes. Um, so you, this is your second year. Last year you were in charge of it kind of all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of the biggest barriers or what were some of the biggest, you know, as family said, I don't know if this is for me. What were some of the biggest, I think, um, challenges that they had? And if somebody right now was saying, oh, I want my child an independent study or my child is asking me if they can go on independent study. Um, what were some of the biggest challenges that parents need to be aware of? So at the very beginning, it was it was technology. We parents didn't understand how to log into the program. And, you know, students, if you're in kindergarten, you don't know how long to the program. So right. they rely on their parents. And so if everybody's frustrated, then it's really hard. Um, if, like you said, it, they need to be, it would like to be on grade level. So mm-hmm. if you're not doing grade level work, the work that, you're going to do on an independent study will be challenging and it's going to take a lot of effort and persistence on their part to complete it and right. to do a good job and pass. Well, because it doesn't matter what grade you're at. If, if you're not doing grade level work at home and you decide you're going to slide back into in-person learning, I, I think the last thing any family wants is for their child to come back to in-person learning and feel that they're even behind there right. because now that adds new challenges, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. They, my teachers are very good about supporting mm-hmm. families, and they have told me multiple times in the beginning we kind of exited out a couple of people before they really felt like they got an opportunity to help them. So they're all about helping. And right. if your child is struggling, we will be there for you to try to, you know, offer them support, offer the parent support. Um, so the curriculum was. It was challenging for some. Mm-hmm. So that's another uh, another barrier. If you are, you know, K-5, you really, even 6-8, you really need that parent support. And so I know, you know, parents have jobs and that's okay as long as you're checking in with your kid and making sure, hey, did you, show me what you did today. Right. And making sure that they have that accountability and that check-in. Um, but if you're, you have a K-1 student, you're going to have to spend at least two to three hours like right next to them helping them learn how to read and letters and sounds and numbers. And mm-hmm. so that's a big investment in time. Well, it is. And I, I think that goes back to, for some families and some students, that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And they can do that, right? And then other families and students, I know, 
And my wife kills me when I always say this. My kids don't like it either. But both of my kids at one point said they wanted to be homeschooled, and my wife did it. And she's she's a teacher. She's a phenomenal teacher. She said that's the hardest thing she's ever done in her life was try to homeschool her own children yes. because it was just, you know, there's a difference between going to school and working with teacher mm-hmm. and working with, you know, mom or grandma or caregiver provider, care provider. Um and like I said, for some people, that's great. And for mm-hmm. other people, it's it's a struggle. I, I don't think they see coming sometimes. It is. And you don't want to, you know, have that relationship go sour because you're right. trying to teach your child and they're getting frustrated with you. And, you know, they see you as as their teacher as well. And it, right. it's hard to do sometimes. So I'm sure you heard from families. What were some of the biggest benefits? What did families say? Oh, my gosh, I love this. The flexibility they have in independent study. So you don't have to do your work you know, from seven or eight o'clock until three, you have um, all afternoon and all evening to make sure you get your work done. Um, they loved the support that we gave them mm-hmm. and the teachers being helpful. And so just the fact that they have that freedom, right. but we're here for them if they need us. Well, and and I think at the high school level, we even heard about students that were uh, doing work like overnight and emailing or posting work at two, three o'clock in the morning because mm-hmm. for the high school student, and I only heard of one, I'm not going to say that was widespread, but but for that student that worked, right? Exactly. It's what yeah. works for them. And if that's the case, you know, you, you've got a job and you have family obligations or whatever, and right. that's when you can do your work. So Yeah. No, that's great. So Angie, believe it or not, we are out of time. You're kidding. No. <laughs> It has flown by. It has. Uh, do you have any, any last um, either pieces of advice or, or information that you'd like to give to folks? Yes. On our dnusd.org slash is website, we have um, our recordings of our high school information night and our TK8 information night. So if you missed those and want to find out a little bit more, you can go there. Um, I there is a form that we've been kind of going off of. So if you're interested in it, go ahead and fill that form out and I will contact you and let you know how we can get you um, to sign our master agreement and get you any materials that you need, your Chromebook, your iPad kind of thing. I am available at Mountain, so you can email me or call me up there. Or just to get more information, yep, right? It doesn't exactly. have to be to sign up. It could say, it could just be to say, I'm thinking about it. This is mm-hmm. a concern I have. What do you think? And, yep. and I think you've seen enough, especially with K-8, that you could help a family, mm-hmm. you know, say, you know, it sounds like this might work or, you know, these would be some things I'd really think about. You guys might want to talk about that a little bit more. So, well, Angie, thank you for popping in. I know that you're really, really busy between getting LTIS up and running, getting Mountain up and running. Uh, staff are back on Wednesday mm-hmm. and then our students pop back in the door on the 29th. Yes. So, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I appreciate it. And again, you can find out more information at dnusd.org is and have a great weekend. <laughs>